that convo probably changed my life, to be honest. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because I don't think I'd have noticed that I was a good house DJ until someone said I was a good house DJ. That doesn't make count at all. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Peak Performance with Paige, episode 5. Today's guest, uh, Rick Sanchez, is making headway as a DJ in Manchester. Welcome to the show, Rick. Hello, hello, hello there. Harry, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, not bad, man. Yourself? Not too bad myself. I'm a bit hungover, but we have just recovered, I'd say. <laughs> late night. Yeah, proper late night, mate. My mate's birthday, so we got absolutely smashed. Proper <laughs> smashed. Um, so, at the top of the show, I'd like to talk to you um, about your name, Rick Sanchez, because I I knew you before you were Rick Sanchez. Yeah. <laughs> your DJ name. Yeah. You you really like, I take it you really like Rick and Morty. Yeah, no, to be honest with you, I like Rick and Morty. It's a great TV show. My mate showed me it. My mate Sunil, he showed me the show years ago in like 2016. Mm. And I binge watched it when I came back to London. So I went to Reading, binge watched it when I came back to London, loved it. And then this is when I thought, well, if I want to be a DJ, I've got to give myself a name. And uh, before I went to uni, oh, actually, no, it was not even before I went to uni. I think when I got to uni in 2017, I just picked Rick Sanchez. A, because I like Rick and Morty, but also the name Rick Sanchez to me was a good house name, in my opinion. Like, there's a guy called Roger Sanchez in the house scene. He's fucking big. So I thought, I'm going to just take the surname, but change the first name. And then um, it stuck. The name's stuck. I get called Rick in Manchester a lot, so it's stuck. I don't think I'm changing my name anytime soon. And yeah, is what it is. It's That's what stick. everyone knows you as. Yep, it's going to stick, mate. Telling you. Nice. Um, so you DJ, before the start of the show, you were going through, it's quite a long CV, and I had to, had to say to you, stop telling me the seat because it's quite a lot of stuff. Our radio and stuff that you've been on yeah i've done a lot <laughs> i've done a lot in the past year as well in lockdown i've done a lot that's it um and you've dj'd you've done djing in clubs yep clubs house parties radio uni radio not uni radio but actual radio like proper actual like radio. Actual, proper stations and whatnot in london and manchester mm. um the only place I haven't done is festivals. I haven't done festivals yet. So I need to give the, they need to give me a call, mate. So that's the next mm. step. Next step, mate. Festivals. Making moves. Of course, mate. You gotta make moves in this in this day and age, mate. If you're not making moves, you'll be left behind. So you gotta keep you gotta keep grinding, as I always tell people, mate. You gotta keep it grinding, mate. But wise words. Chase the bag. Of course, if you don't chase the bag, the bag ain't gonna come chase you, mate. So you gotta go and chase it, mate. As I always mm. tell people this. Chase the bag. Which is better for, would you say, which is easier to get into, like as a music scene? Manchester? Ah, oh, it depends what type of music you're making, really. Mm. Like, if you're making rap, it's hard to get into both scenes. It doesn't matter, like London or Manchester, because the scenes are full of people. And also the rap scene, in my opinion, 
I gotta watch my words here now, actually, because I might be making rap beats in the future. But uh, how can I describe the rap scene? It's a bit, it's a bit of a members club, if you know what I mean. It's a bit of a members club. So as in, like, only certain people get allowed in. People, the people, people know other people. Yeah, mm. it's like that. To be honest, the music game in general is a bit of a members club. Like, for me, for example, the reason why I'm getting all these sets and like. And all this opportunities because I do the right people at the right time at the end of the day, innit? So it is a members club, but I feel like, um, in general, Manchester's easier to break into than, than London just because Manchester's just a smaller town. And also, I'd say, and I we had a discussion about this with my mates as well, Manchester's going through a first wave of music, if you know what I mean. As in, like, Manchester already had its wave of music in the 90s. Through Stone Roses and whatnot, Oasis music, Oasis, etc., etc. What I mean is, it's going through its first urban phase. If you know what I mean. So like a lot of drill music's getting made now in Manchester. A lot of rap, like UK rap, UK trap. A lot of that is getting made in Manchester. Mm. And also, a lot of people in Manchester as well that are not making rap are also making like a lot of tech house. Tech house is making the big resurgence in Manchester. Me included. Um, people are making a lot of house, a lot of minimal, just a lot of people are starting to blow and a lot of people have blown already. Like I bumped into a few people before lockdown that have already blown in Manchester through yeah. making what I said and it's good that I'm here, I'll be honest with you, but I feel like all roads lead to London at the end of the day. So I feel like everyone that's trying to blow up in Manchester, they're just trying to get to London really. Like me, for example, I'm trying to get back home because at the end of the day, I'm a southerner, not a northerner. And I hate the weather up there sometimes. <laughs> so I need to get home. Rainy. Oh, mate, it's too rainy, mate. Honestly, unbelievable. Like, generally, there's no point wearing nice clothes in Manchester. Generally, there's no point. It rains that much. Like, you're just going to ruin your clothes. So I'd rather, I'd literally just pop around in trackies and like beat down shoes all the fucking time. I don't, I don't care if people think that I'm a bit broke for doing that, but generally, lad, what is the point of me wearing my nicest clothes? It rains and it gets dirty and it gets a bit wet and a bit... bit man's dead. got his wellies on. <laughs> yeah, man's got his wellies on and it's like, mate, I don't want to have my wellies on, do you know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, it is what it is, anyway. It is what it is. Got What do you DJ the most? Like, what's your... What, is it more. house? Um, yeah, house. Mostly tech house mm. and minimal deep tech. I do a bit of house. I do house as well. To be fair, I, I don't. I like the singy house. So, that's what I grew up on. Actually, I started out um, listening to singy house. But actually, when I started DJing, though, I actually started out as a trap DJ, such grime DJ. Mm. So I used to spin like grime beats all the time, trap, hip hop, UK rap, UK drill, all that good stuff. I used to spin that all the time. And I was pretty decent at it, like, I was decent at it. Not the best in the world, just decent. And then, uh, started spinning house. And everyone was like, well, you're good at spinning house. And then, yeah, just get spinning house from there, really. Mm. Um, I think, but I had an epiphany in, I'd say, September, November, October 2019, when I was DJing at a club, a big club in town called, um, Ark which is in a place called Deansgate. And Deansgate used to be like a big canal place back in the day, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, but now it's been converted to like loads of fucking, loads of clubs and etc, etc. Anyway, long story short, 
I was at Deanscape DJ in the Ark on a Sunday. I think it was like 8, 9 o'clock. So obviously, it's a bit of a dead set. No one's there on a Sunday. People turn up later on on a Sunday if you want to go out, really. But anyway, long story short, DJ in house. And the promoter, he doesn't even like house. He's not even the biggest house fan. But he lets me do it anyway because he goes, well, if we want to get customers inside, we've got to play a range of music. So I was like, yeah, go on. Played house. And... It was a good set, and he came up to me and was like, mate, that was a good set, I actually enjoyed the mixing, and I enjoyed the, the tunes, and I was thinking, back of my mind, I was thinking, Faron doesn't even like House, he yeah. hates it, he, he, I'm not saying he hates it, it's like, it's not his thing, but he, would, he wouldn't mind sitting there listening to it if it's being played at the end of the day, and he came up to me and was like, mate, that was a good set, and that, 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 that clicked in my brain, if you know what I mean, like, it clicked, and I was thinking, stuck oh, wow. with you. it stuck with me, because I was thinking, well, if a lot of people in the last two m- month or so have said your house sets are good and I'm there spinning hip-hop and trap and no one's coming up to me for that, I might as well just stick to house. And personally, that's what I wanted to do secretly. I wanted to be a house DJ really and truly. Mm. But I only did the trap stuff and like Joe stuff and hip-hop stuff because man's from Brixton, South London, from Fields. So I'm from where these drill rappers are from and like... I'm not saying I was trying to fit in, like, no way. I actually did love the music. Just generally, I love drill music, when, especially when it came out in the UK. I loved it at the time. I still love drill music. Now, I don't listen to it as much as I used to, but I still love it. But, I don't know. Something just told me, mate, just spin house and start making house and things will happen for you. And, um, yeah. Ever since that day, in October 2019, I've just stuck with the house and spinning it. We get opportunities for it. Been, I've even been paid for Spin House as well on a few occasions, so yeah, I think I'm doing. I think I think that convo probably changed my life, to be honest. Really? <laughs> yeah, because I don't think I'd have noticed that I was a good house DJ until someone said I was a good house DJ that doesn't like house at all. Because mm. that people that like house said, "Oh, you're good, you're good," but you like house, so you're gonna say it's good. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. But if someone that doesn't like it says it's good, then it's like. Okay, then you're onto something here. Drops in, so I just thought I'll just stick to the house. Yeah. I um, I follow your Spotify. Yeah, I was just having a look at um. You've got oh, one called Rick's House. Yeah. And the little picture that you've got is you in your cricket gear, which we'll probably get to in a bit. <laughs> and you look like. Serious business, serious cricket business. <laughs> is that, uh, yeah, I'm just having a little snoop through your um, playlists. Yeah, go ahead. Updated weekly, by the way. Updated weekly. Oh, really? Yeah, update it, generally update it every Sunday at a random time. Sometimes in the afternoon, sometimes in the evening, sometimes at night. It is updated regularly. <laughs> at this point, I want to talk about, um, me. I <laughs> I want to hey, talk on. about um, my boiler room thing. Did I hey, tell you about that? I'm not sure if you've seen that. Uh, I saw your message about boiler room. Yeah. Um, but you didn't. You didn't go into too much detail about it. But go on. Go ahead. What 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 are you doing with boiler room? Or what's going on? No. Yeah. I'm. I'm just literally just going as a customer fan. Um. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's sick. <laughs> um. Start of September is probably mm-hmm. one of the first big music like things since yeah. COVID. Yeah. 
And even though people are planning events in June, though, to be fair. Oh, is it? Yeah, and I'm going to festivals well in August as well. Which one? Apparently, uh, Elro. Oh, in nice. London. Yeah, I'm going on Sunday because Saturday tickets were sold out, and also I play cricket on a Saturday, so mm. <laughs> kind of want to play cricket and then go festival on a Sunday, if you know what I mean. But go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I, go ahead. I joined the queue just before tickets opened at 9 a.m. Yeah, and then at 9 a.m., like you know, it's got the countdown on the screen. It says like 9 a.m. tickets open. 2,000 people in front of me in the queue. I thought, oh, rah. rah. Everyone's feeding to go to a rave, mate. That's what's happening. Everyone's feeding, mate. Feeding. So I thought, because I had was the site that everyone goes, it's like Ticket Advisor, Ticketmaster. I think Ticketmaster, yeah. Yeah, that like you, they were like, yeah, register with us and we'll put you in for the pre sale, the 20 pound tickets. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, yeah, solid. So I was expecting it to and like I thought general release tickets were gonna be in the afternoon, like the normie tickets. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm waiting like probably twenty five minutes, half an hour. By the time it gets to me, like that's when the screen had popped up with like putting your like bank details and that. And it said um pre sale had sold, first release had sold. Second release tickets had sold. It was on third release tickets. I bought my ticket for like £38. Fucking hell, mate. 38 quid. Yeah. You know the lineup? I was rinsed. Do you know know the the lineup for it? No, it's not even released. The lineup's not released. Oh, my. So you're getting rinsed for 38 quid. You don't even know who's turning up. No, but I. I trust Boiler Room, I trust them. No, obviously, everyone trusts Boiler Room, obviously, it'll be a good set, but, like, you never know. You, Boiler Room, could, it could be a grime set, which is fine. It could be a house set, fine. Or could it could be one of them weird ones, like a trance music set. And that's like, Yeah, it could be anything, like, so... Because they do drum and bass as well, so... Most of Boiler Room's music, I wouldn't mind where it is, it's fine. It's just... You just don't know if it's trance music, then you're you're stuck. It's a gamble. It's a gamble, mate. It's a great, mate. It's a risky gamble, to be fair. Risky, risky, mate. Um, but yeah, I listen to. Do you know like Mall Grab? Oh yeah, I love Mall Grab. And like, are you gonna say like people like Peggy Goo, that type of house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love them a lot as well. Um, should go through my playlist. You know, I've got a lot of like minimal. Ross from Friends. Oh, I know. I've I've heard from him, but I've not really heard his music. Is his music good? Yeah, yeah. Do you like uh, Bicep? Yeah, of course. I, I've got a story about Bicep, actually. Long story short, I went to a warehouse project and I think Bicep were playing. Mm. And I was on, I was in a bad state. Obviously, we're not going to beat out what I was on, obviously. But I was in a bad yeah, state. Cooks. Yeah, and I fell asleep at Bicep. Fell asleep. Fell asleep. I woke up just in time for their set, though. <laughs> so I'm in, the, I'm in this fat warehouse now and i'm basically falling asleep in the corner i've woken up just before bicep comes on and then i hear glue and when they paid glue honestly the lights oh i can't describe it mate it was just amazing genuinely one of the best light shows i've ever seen in my life like you have to be there to, to experience it honestly with live shows you just have to be there to experience because i can describe it to you mm. and give you a picture and i can pay it for you but it's not the same. Like, mm. imagine a warehouse which is pitch black, 
and then it just they turn the lights on so much that it looks like it's daytime in the in the, in the place. That's mm-hmm. how good the lights were. And then biceps do their thing, and then when the sun drops, you see how the lights and change colors and whatnot. Especially when you're fucked, it fucking looks really good, doesn't it? So it's like <laughs> you just turn, you turn into a cat. You turn into a cat. You're still always doing this. Like oh my god, why was the was the light there? Oh, there's a light there. Do you know what I'm Stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? So no, great, great night. I love biceps to be honest. I love them. Make great music to be fair. A lot, a lot of chilled out stuff though, but it's brilliant, mate. Brilliant. Do you know um Todd Turge? Todd Turge? No, I don't Inspector actually. Inspector Norse. Does that ring a bell? Nah. I'll have to. Oh, mate, I'll be gassed if I could actually link you some uh some music mate, that li- you don't know. Yeah, link me some music I don't know, cause um. Do I say I know my house? I don't know all of it to be honest, and I know there's a lot of the people you like. Mentioned. Uh, I wanna. See. I say disco. I'm not sure if that's doing it justice because that makes it sound like Earth, Wind and Fire. It's like yeah, but if contemporary discoy dance. Yeah, that's fine. New um, what do they call it? Uh, funky house. They call it. Yeah, funky exactly. Second house. Yeah, they call it that nowadays. To be fair, I do listen to a bit of funky and disco. I got a, a few disco tunes on my uh, USB that I spin from time to time. Disco yeah. is actually pretty good, man. Honestly, I love disco. One of my um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't say disco itself is one of my favorite genres, but disco house. Yeah, give me that. It's mm. a good Plus, it's, a pretty, it's great to get women on that on that on that um, genre to be honest. But I mean, to get women, obviously, respectfully, guys, respectfully, obviously, it's twenty twenty one. We've got to be respectful. But I mean, when I mean get women, as in like women love dancing to it, and obviously, girls make the party. So if the girls would are dancing, you, then would you believe Rick on um, episode three yeah. of the podcast? I was talking about. Um, this isn't musical at all. I was talking yeah. about um, this guy. His name actually escapes me, which is really peak because I'm always going on about him. You're like, you're like Farage. He's always going on about fucking Trump. <laughs> Do you hear about Farage, how he's uh, charging 60 quid on Cameo to, to make a video? Is it? Yeah, and apparently someone asked him to make a video congratulating like refugees coming into England on the dinghy. He declined. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> He's a bit of an arsehole for that still, but um, me and my mates were talking about Farage yesterday. Not in a, oh yeah, we believe in his policies. In a, no. what if we took him to the pub? What would he be like in the pub? I reckon he'd be like weirdly quite sound. Yeah, I, literally, me and my mates were like, we think Farage in the pub would be proper sound. I'd actually, I'd actually get along with Farage in the pub. I just would stay, I'd stay away from politics, obviously, immigration. Um, mm. But um, it seems like he'd be a sound guy, genuinely. Mm. I feel like most of these politicians are pretty sound people outside of politics. It's just that like once you bring their politics involved, they're a bit, you know, cunty. Like Pretty Patel. Mm. I have my views on Pretty Patel politically. Uh, I've never met Pretty Patel, so I can't judge a person off what I see on TV at the end of the day, really. Like, I can say Pretty Patel, the politician, is a cunt, yeah. But Pretty Patel, Patel, the person, I don't know who she is. You know what I mean? That's why I said about Farage, what I said about Farage earlier. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've never met the person himself, so I don't know how he is when he's outside of character. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people... And obviously now we've got gone into the rabbit hole of talking politics. <laughs> Harry, you got me into this. But I feel like a lot of people on both sides judge people because of their politics and not of their character. 
Yeah. At the end of the day. So like, for example, me and you, we're lefties, right? And mm. there's a few people that we know on the right, right? Mm. But people will judge us because we're lefties and just think, oh yeah, because they're lefty, that's it. We That's how their behaviour, they'll think like this and that. But mm. nine out of ten times, just because we believe in left-wing politics doesn't mean, oh, we're going to be absolute leftists and absolute, um, what can I say? Like, mad, like super communist. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I shift more to the right, to be honest, when it comes to, like, lefty politics and whatnot. And, mm. like, I presume you shift more to the left. But you know me as a person. I know you as a person. We can coexist. And I feel like a lot of people struggle to see that people from other political spectrums can also coexist together. Yeah. We disagree on politics, but I coexist with you. And you're a sound guy and I'm a sound... I'm, you're sound with me and I'm sound with you, do you know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, that's a different discussion for a different day, don't worry. It's a different discussion for a different day. Yeah, I the aim of the podcast is to have on like a very broad spectrum of people. So I'll have yeah, on, I'll have exactly. on some Tories, I'll have on like maybe even like a Lib Dem. Yeah, you have everyone on me. I, I I believe in a society where everyone has their own opinion and their own views, but mm. we all coexist and people's respectful to everyone's views and opinions. So long as it's not racist, I don't really care what you say. Yeah. Yeah. Simple as yeah, as I was going to say, like about uh, a couple of minutes ago, when you um, you had to backtrack and be like, be respectful, be uh, whatever. Uh, in episode three, um, do you know Ted Kaczynski? I think I know Ted Kaczynski. He's the guy who wants people to live in nature. Really? The uh, yeah, the he so he he's like a meme basically. He like had this theory about like he basically like is anti-industrial revolution he wants everyone to like live on farms and that and mm. i kind of forget i talk about this in the episode with my friend jacob mm-hmm. that my guy was was a terrorist and when i talk about him in the episode wait he was a terrorist yeah yeah yeah. he's called the ira U- no 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 he's called the unabomber u-n-a you can Google it. U N A B O M B E R. What was he doing? Well, he's, like a envi- he's like an environmental terrorist. Oh, he's one of them people. He's one of the. He's like a hippie. So basically, he was going into like factories and just destroying factories, basically. Yeah, he sent bombs to people who were like, yeah, it's like really serious stuff. And my friend had to like stop me and be like, he was pretty shady, and I. <laughs> There's a funny bit in the episode. I thought about using it as the sample at the start of the episode where I yeah. go like, for all the intelligence services listening in, we do not condone... Uh... <laughs> 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 it took me three episodes to get to uh, to get to being cancelled for uh, people being chased by the CIA. But um, he's still alive, actually. He's still oh, alive. Um, Bloody hell, as if we tried to blow up stuff. Yeah, man. So that was peak. So the. Can't be condoning that, lad. Can't be condoning that, lad. Nope. The, the first sort of like 20 episodes. This is only episode five. Uh-huh. The first like 20 episodes of the show, I want to just be like very straight stuff. And then occasionally I drop in like spicy stuff to um, to pick apart. But yeah, madness. Um, if you want, if you want some spicy commentators, you can get them on. If you want, I can try and get you some spicy commentators. If you want. Oh, is it people in politics? Yeah, try and get Alexandra Phillips on there. Let's see if you, let's see if she will talk to you. 
Yeah, that would be jokes. Um, be jokes. Yeah, see, the thing with the... I, I have a rule on the podcast that we don't talk about COVID a lot. Oh, yeah, but stay away from COVID, mate. Stay away from it. But go on, then. If you're going to talk about COVID, go on, then. Yeah, exactly. Just a really quick bit, because I was enjoying the music conversation, not going to lie. Mm. The thing with the lockdowns is there doesn't seem to be any in-between. You've got people who want, like, a massive lockdown all the time. And then you have those people who basically want to ignore it and want to... Yeah, do you remember, like... Do you remember, like, the start of COVID in Sweden? The Swedish people were just, like, ignoring it. They didn't give a shit. They just were doing herd immunity from the get-go. They didn't care. They were like, yeah. They were going to the pub. Yeah, they were like, it's hair, mate. Who cares? Deal with it. Do you know what I mean? Um, So are you you trying to imply what is my view in those situations? No, 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 I was just saying, like, I think there's a nice middle ground that people seem to disrespect for. It's like, if I say there's too many restrictions, people assume that, like... You want no restrictions. Oh, I want no restrictions, and possibly some of those people, like Piers Corbyn, are, you know, like, the conspiracy... Mm -hmm. I remember seeing you on Twitter going off about 12 months ago, like those crazy, do you remember those crazy people who were, um, oh mate, listen, those crazy the people, 5G. The of, yeah, those crazy people at the start of the year, at the start of lockdown, sorry, they got on my nerves, just constant. Oh, coronavirus causes 5G, coronavirus this, coronavirus that, and I'm just there thinking, lads, lads, calm down. Mm-hmm. There is no conspiracy link between 5G and coronavirus and the people that were the crazies that were trying to say there was sent me articles of articles of crap that didn't make sense genuine crap i could it just be like find a, it, done it, to you. it would just be like a pigeon gets ill or something yeah or or i've seen someone get ill because they work on a phone mask of course you're gonna get bloody ill if you work on a phone mask after a while of course you get ill you're busy working with radiation duh <laughs> so all that stuff there in it i'm just thinking oh mate just Honestly, lad, I, I stopped paying attention. I started trolling them, to be honest. I just started trolling them because I thought, you lot are stupid. If you're not mm. that stupid, you deserve to get trolled, in my opinion. Yeah, so... Wh- it's mostly music, your Twitter, and then you also do um, a bit of sports, a bit a of bit politics, of and, and a bit going of on stuff. Yeah. Um... I wonder if we we're not very far in the episode. I wonder if that wraps up our music chat. Do you have anything else to? What, if people want to listen, music? yeah. If people want to listen to you, what radio are you on? Uh, I'm on Pi Radio every Tuesday, two to four mm. in the afternoon. Uh, I've got a guest mix next week. Or whenever this comes out. So, if this comes out before Friday, the 20... What is it? 20... What do I do this comes out before Friday 26th, tune in on Friday from 12 to mm. 2. I'm on a selected radio doing a guest mix for a girl called Amy Lauren who runs a record label and a show on there. 30-minute uh, guest mix from like 1.30 onwards till 2, I think. I'll have mm. to 
come back to you on that one. But if not, if you've missed it, don't worry, I'll upload it on my SoundCloud. Um, just go on like Rick Sanders underscore seven on Twitter or Instagram. There's a link tree link that also links you to all my other stuff like my Insta page, my DJ pages, SoundCloud, etc, 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 etc. So have a look on that and uh, you sh- should find me there. And uh, I'm releasing tunes soon. So I-, I gave you a small sneak peek before you uh, we start recording. So hopefully you enjoyed it. That was good. Oh no, cheers mate. And uh, I shall be releasing songs very soon. That's what mm. I'm saying. So keep an eye out for the name Rick Sanchez. That's what I've got to say. Keep an eye out. Big up. Um. So I know you from the the Cabinet Facebook group. Yeah. Which is um, a politics group, isn't it? Yeah. What year did you join? I joined originally at the end of 2016. Mm. So I'd say November, I think. I joined November, October, November 2016. I joined originally because I was there for the Christmas party at Danai's house. And Danai lives in, well, he lived in not too far from London Metropolitan University, if you know what it is. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so, uh, yeah, so I joined the group, and I joined the group, it was alright, it was pretty funny to be fair, it was loads of memes, I it used to love it for, for the rubbish bin. The it rubbish was a lot was smaller, funny. wasn't it, when we started, yeah. it was like a little niche, there's probably only like 3k people in the whole group, yeah, it was now niche. it's on about 24,000, it's grown too much, no, it's good that it's grown, but I also felt like it growing as well brought in a lot of like crazy people and it also I felt like in my opinion with the group some people had too much power or they perceived to think they had too much power if you know what I mean well there were like um egos there were, there were like ad- admins who were leaving the group and stuff weren't there yeah and still is admins leaving the group I remember I spoke to I think I spoke to Bonnie about the group a few months back like, I made a status on Facebook and I was just telling me, just don't talk to me about the cabinet, mate. I'm not really interested in that crap or anyone oh. like that. And uh, when you replied to it and then we spoke, a few other people replied to it as well. And they were like, yeah, I'm with you in that one because cab's ruined. And also, my main beef with the cabinet really was some of the girls on there genuinely would cause problems like they would out there just try and cancel guys for whatever reason even if a guy didn't do anything like i remember i made a a house mix mm. and traditionally not traditionally but normally people put models on house mixes and i remember just, this actually yeah everyone puts like models on there whatever like nothing like, nothing it's not as if i went on the internet typed in porn and put porn on there do you know what i mean i like, just put on like just a picture of a model. She it looked nice. It'd be like thought, beach pictures. Yeah, like beach pictures. She looked nice. I thought, yeah, she looks nice. And then I had like a few, I'm not going to name names in it, but I had a few people in the cab. Some of these girls just come up to me like, did you pay for the picture? I'm thinking, bloody hell me. Firstly, most pictures in the music scene have been stolen. Everyone steals from in the music scene. Don't you realise this? But anyway, long story short, I got accused of sexism and all this crap. I was thinking, bloody hell, over a picture. Baggage. Then, baggage and then certain girls in there were just trying to like cancel me blah blah and then obviously it then came out that obviously i didn't do anything 
And then I got my apology, etc. No, I didn't even get my apology from all of them. I didn't even get an apology from all of them. I got an apology from some of them. But it yeah, I've, to... I've been in different groups with you. I've seen uh, I've... There's, anyway, a, like, yeah. there's a load of cabinet off off uh, offshoot groups are the funniest ones, though. Um, they have one. They actually have one for people who have been cancelled, so that they can get back into the cabinet. Right? It's called like the Joe. Or like the courtroom or something. Oh yeah, I used to be in that, but obviously I didn't. I used to just pre see how desperate people wanted to get back into the camp. I'm thinking, mate, it's just a Facebook group. Who cares? Mm. Um, I w- have we only met up once? I think we have, or twice. I don't know. I think we have. We've definitely met up at the summer link up a few years ago. I think yeah. that summer summer link up. I think I then went somewhere else. I went to a party. I think. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I think I went to a rave that day, actually. I think I looked up with you. Don't get me wrong, yeah. I think the cab's actually, in, in essence, yeah, in, in in essence, the cab's a good group. It allows people of different races and different backgrounds to all converge into one place to talk about politics. That's mm. a good thing. But I then, but the problem with the cab was, like I said earlier, a lot of people are just there trying to cancel people because they're trying to get a one-up on someone for whatever reasons, is it? And it's like... There's a lot of ulterior motives and a lot of hidden agendas in the cab. Weird, d- weird dynamics. Weird dynamics as well. Like certain people won't talk to certain people because of their class or certain people won't talk to certain people because they're perceived as normal. There was like... a thread that I think it got deleted where somebody had said like, um, why it was like really um, like worded in like a biased yeah, way yeah. where the question was like, why don't you shop ethically? And it was like you could tell that they were going out for beef. And like one of the top comments was um somebody saying like I'm poor. That like they had a really short reply that said like I'm I can't afford to get you know like that like that top range like free free range yeah, 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 yeah. really ethical food yeah because it's more expensive than cheap food and. Mm-hmm. Then I think the thread got deleted because there was like a really quick spat over like classism and yeah, it's, it's just young people, isn't it? It's just young people. It's just to... young people. No, it's just young people. But the thing is, the group is good, but it needs to, the dynamic of it is a bit weird. It just need, it needs to change. I, I'm back in the group nowadays. I just pre, I just pre. I asked one two questions like the other day. I asked a question about what can Labour do to win again. Mm. And I replied to a few comments here and there, but I'm not really trying to get back into the group like that again. Really, I just needed a place to talk politics all the time, mm. and get a different opinion on things. Because I get always get the same opinion. You know what I mean, if I'm around the same people, so I want a different opinion. I want to hear what people think, else someone else thinks. But uh, I don't know, man. The group's good, but just a few. There's just a few boys and there's a few boys and girls on there that think they have too much power and mm. they get too gassed. Because people message them, DM them, like all the time. These people just want to shag. Do you know what I mean? Like, but that's a different discussion for a different day. Moving no, on. Moving on, obviously. <laughs> I want to talk to you about your background because I saw you made a tweet recently. Something. I'm not sure if it was a crime. Something oh, oh happened- was it? I think I know what you tweeted about. Was it about getting out of the area? Yes. Yeah, and one guy basically passed a bar from my council estate. Uh, he became a barrister. And 
he did a video on how how it how it was for him living in that same area. Mm. And I lived there myself, and I know that. Fuck me, it's difficult to get out of that area. Like it's generally, you either you like me who's kind of book smart and goes to uni, or you kind of just fall into the trap of just selling drugs, mm. being a gangster, making drill music, which is not a problem. Drill music, in my opinion, I think drill music so so it's a legal way of letting these gangsters make legitimate money. But anyway, different discussion for a different day. And I made that tweet because I was like, well, tweets like that inspired me to get motivated to come out of my own council state, you know what I mean? Mm. And that's why I've been DJing a lot and I've gone to... Can I ask where it is? Uh, It's in Brixton, Mines with the State. It's not too far from Brixton Town Centre. It's in between Oval and Brixton, some Brixton Road. Um, You turn off onto Groveway, find Groveway, turn onto Mm. it, and then you'll find the estate it's a so the estate recently got regenerated i'd say six years ago got regenerated so it went from uh, i'll send you a picture of it later on but there was a picture of the estate what it used to look like back in the day it genuinely was genuinely was a ghetto as in like my house was falling apart before mm. i got a new gaff my house was falling apart it was falling apart we had rats coming in and we were the cleanest people ever was it owned or was it like rented oh it was rented off the council but um yeah. Because Lambeth Council stopped fucking maintaining the area after a while. Because, mm. well, Lambeth Council did announce they were going to regenerate it. So that's why they kind of stopped rege- uh, maintaining it. But because of that, the area just deteriorated even more. It was already deteriorated when I was a kid. It was pretty crap. But as I got older, mm. it got really bad after a while. Like, we had, like, I remember one morning I was going to school. And I go down to get bread. And half of it was already eaten. And it wasn't eaten because... Oslo ate it because the fucking rats came in and ate it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know. So I know what poverty really looks like, innit? I already know. I, I've been in that situation where, oh, yeah, I've been poor. I've had, mm. I've, I've struggled to get like a new PS2 game at the time. Or I used, to, I used to borrow games a lot when I was younger because I couldn't afford to buy the games, innit? So I used to borrow games off my mates and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, no, nah, I know what poverty looks like, man. I, 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 and I've been in the struggles. Nowadays, we moved into a new gaff. The council gave us a new gaff. The gaff is nice. It's got a million pound value. Uh, my mum works a good job. My dad works a good job now. So we don't really struggle for food or anything like that but any day, any, nowadays. My mum even pays my rent in uni nowadays. <laughs> so I've gone up in class, actually. I'd say I'm lower middle class now. Yeah. And working class, I'd say. But um, long story short, just uh, I don't look at class at the end of the day. I know... He was talking to me about my area, but it always comes back to class in the day, innit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never look at people's class because I've been at the gutter. And yeah. I know what it's like, so I'm never judgmental about people's class, especially if they're poorer than me. Never judgmental, mate, because I know what it feels like. But, yeah, my upbringing was nice. Mm. About it was nice. Like, my, my parents were good to me. Um, yeah, my mum pushed me into some music. My dad pushed me into sports. Traditionally. Is it nice? Like, in... That I'm from the countryside, basically. Yeah. Is it nice being so close to, like, all these places of culture in London? Yeah, nice. Honestly, genuinely very nice. Cause, Walking like, distance. Yeah, it's nice because where I live, I'm 10 minutes away from the Oval Cricket Ground. So if I wanted to go and watch cricket, I'm 10 minutes away from there. If mm. I were to go into Houses of Parliament, I'm, like, 20 minutes, uh, a 15-minute bus ride from it. So where I live, I'm pretty central to a lot of cultural places. And I enjoyed that because 
A, it gives me, it's nice to walk around an area that's got loads of things. And mm. you can be like, oh, there's House of Parliament. Oh, there's this. Oh, there's that. Do you know what I mean? So I can take people around. Especially when you've got visitors from outside. Pardon me, from outside London that come in. And I can be like their local tour guide for the day or so. And uh, another thing as well is that I like living in places where there's loads of culture because you can tell the history. Mm. I like places where you can tell that they've got had a building that's been there for a thousand years and then this next mm. door that's been there for a hundred years. Do you know what I'm saying? I love that. I love the contrast and the juxtaposition in terms of like building design and cultural stuff and whatnot. And plus, I actually like living in a multicultural city because living in a multicultural city, I, I'm used to loads of other people's cultures. So I'm used to being around Muslims. I'm used to being around Jewish people, Indians, Pakistanis, people of all races and colours. And I like other people's culture. Jenny, mm. love it, mate. So I love it. On my street, I live next to an Eastern European family, uh, an African family, and a Latin American family. Mm. Different cultures, mate. I even live with Muslims down the road as well and whatnot. So different cultures. You hear different music. You hear different stuff. And to relate it to my music, all of that stuff, all of that difference is good because it gives me new ideas for music. It gives me loads of new ideas mm. that I can implement on my tracks. But I like living next to loads of cultures because you learn a lot. And also, it breaks down racial stereotypes and prejudices as well, in my opinion. It breaks it down. Now that I know a lot about Muslim culture, I know that when people bang on about our oh, Muslims are dissing, I'm thinking, mate, you're talking all the crap. Because mm. I know Muslims myself, and they're pretty sound people, mate. So, do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I agree, yeah. So at the end of the day, I think, I'm not saying, I think multiculturalism is a good thing. Mm. But I get it. Obviously, it's natural to with humans that you're gonna if you're white, you'll treat white people. If you're black, you'll treat black people. It's just natural in it. But I do like that how I live in a multicultural city because I see a lot of things and I get to learn a lot. Your family background is Congolese. Yeah. Are your parents from the Congo? Yeah, they are from both from DR Congo, mm. um, and then they immigrated here in the, in the early nineties. To be fair, so they came that- in the nineties. Yeah. Kinshasa? Yeah, Congo Kinshasa. They came yeah. from there, immigrated. My dad came in 92, I came in 95. And yeah, they've lived there ever since, to be honest. Especially my dad. He's been there. I think my dad's almost been there 40 years, actually. I've just, <laughs> just realised, actually. I think he's been there old. almost 30 years, so he's, get, he's getting old. Man's old. His man's old, mate. Man's so old. Do they speak French? Yeah, they speak French. They speak Lingala, which mm. is the actual language. And... There's also those other languages there, like Swahili. And it's quite diverse, right? Yeah, it's pretty diverse. Um, I think tribe-wise, we're Bantu people as well. Tribe-wise, if I remember correctly, we're Bantu. So, from the Bantu tribe and whatnot. Because now, before the colonists came in and put lines in Africa, Africa was just loads of tribes that just coexisted, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. Where we were from, we were part of the Bantu tribe. And they split us up though. They split up the Bantu tribe a lot, mate. So Bantu tribes in Rwanda as well, bits of it's in Angola, bits of it's in uh, Congo, Zimbabwe. 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 Do you know what I mean? So the tribe's big. It's just like they split us up and put stupid lines in between. I don't know why they did that. You know, they thought that we were. Do you know what? Europeans doing bits. No, side point about the whole colonialism thing. Europeans messed up. If Europeans just went there on a trade thing, and just did trade with these Africans, yeah. none of this, but most of our problems wouldn't exist today. Generally. Because Africa, Africa, before the Europeans came there, was pretty advanced. Educationally, especially in North Africa, North Africa was advanced, because I swear Leonardo da Vinci and a lot of people went to uni 
in North Africa because it was like it had the world's best universities at one point. Not sure you you, you got you got to look this up though because I'm going to look this up for a citation I, here. I think, but I, I remember seeing it somewhere. But anyway, long story short, Africa wasn't too bad. Mansa Musa was pretty rich, and then I don't know the Europeans came in and just went like they were just there like no, we don't like this. Mm-hmm. We need to take over these people. But and you know thought, um. We're going, we're diving in, we're diving into into uh, African history now. Yeah, we're diving into it now. Right, as well, we're here. <laughs> we're we're just gonna go right into the. You know, um, Shaka Zulu. No, I've heard of Shaka Zulu, but I don't know it fully. But go ahead. He's from like, well, he's from like modern Zimbabwe, like South Africa. Oh, okay. When he he's his country got really big. Mm. The Zulu, I mean, literally Zulus. Mm-hmm. They did that by like conquering other people. Yeah, obviously. That's why African yeah. people. Everyone everyone that's why yeah, everyone that like, when people go on about colonialism and whatnot, I think everyone was doing it at the time. Everyone was doing it. It's just the it's just that the West were better at it. And cynical, but probably a bit more rubbish as well. What, the Africans? No, Europeans. Yeah, it was just a bit more rubbish. The, I mean, yeah, we're not going to go into it because it's quite deep, actually, isn't it? But yeah, it's pretty The Belgians deep. are... Oh, mate, the Belgians, I've got a big problem with them. Big problem. Yeah. We're not going to do too much Belgian slander on the podcast, but... Yeah, um, not too much. Two out of ten moves. Yeah, two out of... Nah, one out of ten moves. Zero, mate. zero. One, zero out of ten moves, mate. Like, like, like I said earlier, if they just went there on a trade thingy, None of the problems would have arised. They would have got there for their coca quota, and everyone would have lived happily ever after. The Africans would have stayed where they the way they were, and Europeans would have stayed where they were. But that's a different discussion for a different day. I am not going to go too deep into it because we'll be here for like hours on end, mate. We'll be here for hours, so and loads of baggage. Mate. Loads of baggage, mate. Loads of baggage. We're just unearthing great big topics. No, of course. What I find is that. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering whether we should do any more politics or whether we've like fatigued, whether we've out. It's up to you, mate. If you want to do more politics, go ahead. But I think we've, I say, let's move on to something else. Up to you, though. I don't know. It's your podcast. Light. The day. light lunch. Light lunch, of course. Go on. Um. So, there were a few times that you invited me to things in Manchester. And I think I might have actually mentioned that previously in the podcast that. Yeah, I I wanted to have you on actually to to plug your um music, and I uh, yeah for all of those occasions I I had work so I never managed to. Um... Oh me, it's fine. Don't worry about me. It's fine. Don't but I've never been to Manchester. Is my point? Is it? Tell me about Manchester. It's like London but smaller. So like... with, with a crappier bus service. And no really? tube. W- worse than London. Mate, but right. If you live on Oxford Road, it's basically London bus service. Hmm. If you live off off Oxford Road, like I do now, for my for my final year, it's not like London, mate. It's not. You'll be waiting like ten minutes for a bus, and then after a certain point, there's no buses. After like eleven thirty, I think there's no buses until like five a.m. So hmm. it's a bit, it's a bit of a iffy town. But but it it's not bad. Like Northern Quarter tries to be like Shoreditch. It's all right. It's a it's a it's a decent gentrified Gentrified, yeah. Decent imitation of Swordditch, but drink prices are a bit expensive over there. I wouldn't recommend it. 
what I do like about Manchester compared to London is the house parties. They are much better up here than they are down south. I feel like down south people do house parties, but they just like you know linger around pretending to look cool in it. Why Manchester? No one cares. Everyone's just dead to sesh. They're quite so, big, aren't they? Yeah, they're quite big, and I did a few big ones as well back in the day. I did a few. My council, the council knew about me a few years ago. Council. Oh really? Yeah, I remember. Long story short, before part life, I did a party on the day before part life, and the day before that party, the council knocked on my door and went, "You doing a party, mate?" And I went, "No." <laughs> I went, "No." <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, here's a letter, mate." He gave me a letter. He was like, "Listen, mate, you do have another party, mate. Um, we'll find you and we'll do your house tour. Blah 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 blah." Took the letter, hid it. I didn't tell my housemates about this letter. I don't even think I told them about this letter to this day, actually, because I thought if I tell them, it, the party would have been off. So I just thought, took the letter, hid it, and then uh, didn't tell him nothing, did the party anyway, invited less people. So we didn't invite 300 people, we invited like 100, and then 150 people turned up. So house was still packed. And then, um, yeah, successful party, mate. So... But yeah, I've had a few runs in runnings with the council about parties, mate. But I'm telling you, Manchester's the better time to do yeah. a party in London. Way better. Honestly. Yeah, it's always so um so weird at parties when there will be somebody moving mad and like do it like uh somebody who's like trying to like change the music or like um Oh yeah, there's always that one person that's all trying to change the music, little dickhead. <laughs> and uh, somebody will somebody will like walk up to you and be like, Do you know them? And you're like, No, no, I don't know them. And they'll say to like one of the hosts, like, "Oh, do you know them?" And it will turn out that it's always the like craziest people are friends of friends. Yeah, like always. Plus ones of plus ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That always happens, and I'm, I noticed with my parties as well. A lot of plus ones came. So after the time, yeah, I didn't even know half the people there. I was like, "Who are you? Who are you? Who are you?" But I was like, "Whatever, just chill." So long as you're here to sesh, and you're here to get pissed, I don't really care who you are. I don't really care what you're doing in my gaff, really. Just don't trash it. That is all I ask. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I love parties. I love them. And that's ends why I was a bit hungover when you spoke to me like an hour, two hours ago. I was a bit groggy because... You've recovered, I think. Yes, I've recovered, definitely. Well, I am young, so I recover pretty quickly, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, Are you going to... That thing in July, there's like a cab meetup. I clicked interested. Doesn't mean I'm turning up, but I clicked it just in case I have nothing to do in the day and I might just go anyway for yeah. the sake of going just to say hi. But I'm not going there to say hi to everybody. I'm only going there to spoke. If if I do go, say hi to you. We say hi to Bonnie. Say hi to everyone I used to proper speak to back in the day in the cab and then that's it. And then go. Yeah. Not really interested in like, trying yeah. to make, make new friends there or like mingle like some of the people that try to start beefing with me. Etc. Etc. Even reconcile with them either. Like, I've made peace. No, I've made peace with myself and with them lot, with myself, and I've let them lot do their own thing. And I clocked yeah, yeah. how the group is like, and I've clocked that I will never get in with the in the circle of the group because I'm apparently a normie or etc. Etc. So I've made my peace like that, and I just don't really care to be friends with a lot of them if you know what I mean like I'll say hi to you mate you're, you're a sound guy I'll say hi to you but I'm not going to say hi to everybody like, <laughs> yeah no I wasn't I wasn't really digging up the, the beef chat I was just wondering <laughs> if you were going but I'll, no sorry sorry it's just if you, might go. you yeah, might go I might go I might go Um, but yeah we should do something in the summer we should go drinking or yeah well, definitely we should do a drinking session like, uh, I'm a bit of a heavy drinker mate so uh, try oh, and catch yeah. up 
Yeah, no, I can, I can drink. Um, Are you sure? Because <laughs> my drinking does go on for a day. Like, I remember my, my birthday two weeks ago. I basically drank from 12 o'clock to 12 o'clock. Oh, swear. Yeah. Um, so, I remember first year of uni, the uni bar did discounts on all the drinks that were Irish. Oh, okay. Uh, what, so it was, was like it Irish crazy? whiskey... Um, obviously beer. There's like um Irish cider and stuff. It's all like heavily discounted. And I was mm-hmm. at the bar with this girl that was actually from Ireland. Mm-hmm. And we were like buying each other rounds. Um, and by also it was like someone's birthday, like a random person's birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their whole friend group had left, and they had left this like chocolate cake. On one of the tables Ooh. in the bar, so I was like eating this chocolate cake that was going to be thrown in the bin. Did you get in trouble for doing that? No, because they were going to chuck it. the The birthday person had left. Yeah. The bar, so they were just going to bin this cake. Mm-hmm. Um. So I was eating a bit of this cake, and I think we got to mm-hmm. like fourteen, fifteen pints, and then she basically died. So I was like, "Yeah, fair." That's, that's that wrapped up. But I probably I might have been able to get keep going. To be fair, so. uh, don't worry, man. I won't I won't make you die tonight. I won't make you die when we uh, have that drinking session. I'll probably go easy actually, to be honest, because I uh, I don't like getting. Ooh, pardon me, pardon me. That was rude. Um, I don't like getting super sprangled all the time. So in moderation, I got sprangled. Yeah, moderation. Because I got sprangled the last two weeks a lot. I'm probably going to calm down and drink it for the next month or so and then get back on it again. So, mm. yeah. Let's go for a drinking session. Soon. Definitely, mate. We've got to go Come for on. a drinking session. I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic that, like, everything will open up. And I feel like summer pubs will be open. Outdoor pubs will be open so we can just go outside and drink outside in the sun. So it's not, mm. it's not too bad. It's not a problem, really. I'd actually, I'd actually prefer drinking outside in the pub in the, in the, in the beer garden anyway. Much better. Especially in the summer. We've touched on some uh, some crazy stuff. We've we haven't done any sport. We've done uh, London, Manchester, music, people getting cancelled. Uh, we've done a little bit of Congo. Yeah, we've done a lot actually. We've been in the Belgians. Um, You've definitely been in them. Definitely. Weird coloured flag. I'm not sure about the flag colours, like yellow, red, and black or something. Um, yeah, Germany. Yeah, yeah, it's got the same colours. Yeah, and Germany. Same colours, yeah. but flipped. Um, is there? Any, we've probably got about six, seven minutes left. You said that you've got um, music to. Are you mixing music later? Uh, I've got to make a mix for a radio station, so I'll be a bit snappy about that. But other than that, uh. Yeah, I got I got to finish this track that I was showing you earlier as well, mm. and I kind of want to just sit down and relax as well and ride out this hangover as well. To be fair, recover a little bit because still a bit, bit uh, a bit groggy, groggy. But yeah, I feel good though. I feel like ninety nine percent. I feel like ninety percent there. Just need a bit more. Uh, just need a bit more uh, rest and a bit more water actually. Mm. To be honest. Yeah, I recommend, uh, obviously, um, Peak Performance with Paige. It's on Spotify. 
give that a listen and I'll also link you some um oh I'll give it a listen now actually Come on. I'll link you some um music that you might not have heard peak performance right yeah yeah oh comes up is that the first guy comes up good I'll follow you yep there you go I followed it everyone oh, okay. listening give a follow if you're not give already. a follow lads and I presume my episode will put you have to put an E, an explicit sign next to it, because I swore a bit out a bit there. E for explicit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, it's fine. I like the picture as well. Is that you yeah. in the mountains? <laughs> it's not real, fam. It's not real. No, so the picture of me is real. That's from last month when it, it I'm not sure if it snowed in London, but in Essex, it snowed like really deep. Like probably, oh really? Probably a foot and a half, maybe. It two snowed feet. in London, but it was crap snow. Because I know I remember it snowed in Manchester heavily. Then I came back to London and it was crap snow. Mm. It snowed a lot actually. Um, and then when I was at uni, like my addiction of words I said was really limited. It was basically just a meme thing. It wasn't that obviously I don't know words. It's just I was too lazy to speak like proper sentences yeah so but basically my reaction for anything would be like oh peak mm. so it became a thing that like that was one of my like catchphrases um oh fair peak performance it's uh oh you know the mountain in the background it's just like a yeah peak performance is a bit of a meme as well though to be fair like <laughs> anyone that plays sports always bangs on about peak performance i mean i bang on about peak performance that big cricket in it so yeah, yeah. Always like, oh, this is peak performance because he's got a dad bod. So that's peak performance or whatever like that. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Just memes like that, to be honest. Life's a meme. I'm just clocked. <laughs> yeah. Fully is a meme at the end of the day. It's weird how this is a semi-profound wrap-up of the episode. It's kind of weird how we're in our 20s. If you think about... By the time that you're 40, you want to have be like entrenched in you want to be regimented in whatever you're doing yeah like if you you ask somebody who's 40 like what do you want to do and they're like i don't know or i'm not doing what i want to do that's a bit of a red flag in my opinion yeah and i also feel like in my opinion as well if you're at that age and you say you don't know what you want to do then you didn't think hard enough about what you wanted to do and what you were good at and Mm. i feel like a lot of people that say oh they don't know what they want to do are people that are too scared to do something that pushes them to that next level. Do you know what I mean? A lot of people are scared of failure and a lot of people are scared of trying things and looking stupid and being crap at something for a bit until they get good. People are people want to get... Like, for example, right, with DJing, especially with me, in it, I always bring it back to DJing. People want to be like me DJing and be seamless at mixing tunes even without headphones and like making it seem like it's super easy but people don't want to put in the work behind the scenes to get to that level that i am on and like for example i i put in months i'd say years worth of trial and error mixing in loads of people's parties getting people walking out of my mixes people like not enjoying it people come up to me like this is dead it took me mm. years to get good years yes yeah years mate now i can turn up to like yesterday i turned up to this party it's not even my it wasn't even my decks my laptop blah blah and i went on there and i put on a good set for 30 minutes everyone was jumping up and down loving it jumps in like it takes years and i feel like if you're like you said if you're at 40 and you're still like i don't know what i want to do or i'm not sure what i want to do 
then yeah, I agree with you. It is a big red flag because you've had your 20s. You had your teen years to basically have fun. You had your 20s to also have fun and start to get your life together. You mm. had your 30s to actually do what you wanted to do. And if you're in your 40s and you haven't done anything, then yeah, what are you doing in life, mate, in my opinion? It's, it's very hard because there's no clear roadmap. Oh, in life, there's no roadmap in life. No roadmap. No clear roadmap, indeed. It's like, if you think of it like video games, you've got like those, those games like Call of Duty where you're basically like directed where to go yeah yeah it will say like do go this yeah do this do that. and the map, like... the map will be constructed in a way that you can't like leave the route yeah yeah, yeah. and then you have those other like the free roaming ones like gta where... we could be one yeah exactly where you kind of can do whatever you want but there's still like a plot yeah people don't really and this is what really bugs me about history, actually. I could go on about this quite a lot. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of people who talk about history and they say, like, this event was inevitable. Yeah. So they'd be like, World War Two was inevitable. Or, like, women's voting was inevitable. Or well, like, World War Two and women's voting wasn't inevitable, in my opinion. I think that was a lot of bollocks, mate. I feel <laughs> like World War Two could have been avoided, really. Yeah. Most and thi- women's right, women's voting rights should have been a thing from the get go. Anyway, but yeah, sorry. Go on, most go most things in history, well, pretty much everything in history, like, could go differently. Yeah, and it, that's, if that's done differently, with, that's the same with people's lives. Like, people will look at someone in history and be like, "Oh, that person was going to be this thing." Yeah. Um. But they easily, they might easily like not have been. Um Which is true as well, which is which is a thing that I also remind myself as well in the back of my mind. Like at the end of the day though I'm get I'm doing well in the DJ now, it could all get taken away from me at any moment. So I just I always tell myself just embrace enjoy the moment now, but also keep grinding hard so you can keep this moment going on forever, if you know what I mean. Mm, you live yeah. in the moment. Yeah, live in the moment but also work your ass off so you can stay in that moment as well mm. that's what i tell people that's a nice place to wrap it up get the bag yeah get the bag if you don't get the bag the bag will never chase you you have to chase the bag honestly the only time the bag will chase you is when you made it once you've made it then the bag starts chasing you but until then you gotta chase the bag you need to get noticed yes that's a good place to so on friday what time uh so the show starts at 12 ends at 2 my mm. mix 30 minutes long so could i'll give everyone details on my instagram and twitter at rick centers underscore seven but i feel like it would get played at 1 because i've listened to her show before and it's always after like 1 she plays the guest mixes anyway so i'm pretty much the end of the show basically but i'm um, tuning in and uh if you like the mix if you've missed the mix and you've missed the show don't worry about it i will be uploading the mixes on soundcloud for future listen big up that was episode five thank you rick sanchez thank you harry for having me on cheers